Hey, Mom Squad. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. I'm Maisha. This is Mom's Game to the podcast. If you've listened before, welcome back. And if you're new here, I am so glad that you found me. This week, we are talking about how playing games helps with my anxiety. If you have anxiety, think you have anxiety, suffer from depression, or are just overwhelmed and you use video games to help with that, or you have considered using video games to help with that, or you're just looking for a way to help deal with your anxiety, depression, overwhelm, overstimulation, let's have a conversation about it. for the weekly catch up. So last week I did not post a podcast and I apologize for that. It was just a high emotion week. We had a lot going on and the choice was made for me to not put up a podcast. I wasn't able to get to my office to get it done. (laughs) So there's that. Hopefully um, going forward, I don't have too many more of those weeks because it was really stressful for me. We are struggling with really all of the kids. So I got an email from my son's teacher saying that he is struggling with my son paying attention in class. Basically, he's on his Chromebook during inappropriate times, reading, playing video games, and it's distracting. He's also redirected my son several times in the hallway with the Chromebook open, just walking through the hallways. Something I have spoken to my son about several times, and it's just, it's frustrating, right? So we're trying to deal with that. We've decided on a complete electronic detox for my son with the exception of the Chromebook at school. And I am going to try to get the Chromebook removed at school and they give him paperwork to do instead, just period. Because I don't think that my son is in a healthy place with electronics right now. And I don't think he is capable of finding the balance. So I have to help him do that. That's mom's job, right? So that is a huge stressor. (laughs) Huge. But it is what it is. You know, we'll work through it. But (laughs) the seven-year-old, you guys, she's so cute. So she's doing our yearly declutter, which we do every year right before Christmas. We get rid of clothes that don't fit, toys that we're not playing with, broken toys. We downscale everything so that, you know, come Christmas time, everybody is sending them gifts. We are buying them gifts. They're getting money and buying themselves things. So we want to make sure that they don't have too much extra because it just creates a bunch of disorganized mess and then mom has to clean it up, right? So we are going through that and the seven-year-old as she's cleaning up her room, right? Comes downstairs because I kind of let them do their own thing when they're cleaning. I don't want to force them to throw things away that they want to keep. I want them to be able to kind of make those decisions on their own. And as they grow up, I see that those decisions are getting better and better. So I, I don't force them to throw things away, but 
I do mention some things like broken toys don't need to be kept. If, if you don't play with it anymore and you haven't played with it in the last six months or so, are you sure you need to keep it? Like I ask them those types of questions to get them to really think on whether or not they need to keep toys that they have, right? And for the most part, they do a great job of going through their toys, deciding what they do and do not want to keep and downsizing every year. But the seven-year-old, <laughs> my love bug, seven-year-old, uh, she says, mom, if I get rid of all of my old papers from when I was in kindergarten, how are you going to know what work I did when I was in kindergarten? She has like coloring pages and things from when she was in kindergarten. And I go, honey, you don't have to throw them all away. You don't have to throw away anything that you don't want to. But you have to understand that if you don't get rid of your old things that you're no longer using, then you won't have room for your new things. You feel me? And she goes, yeah, I guess that's true. And I said, yeah, so, you know, just go through it all, decide what it is you are and are not keeping, and then we can go from there and decide what you're going to actually get rid of, what we're going to put in storage, and we'll go from there. Mom, this is a really dumb activity. <laughs> this is a really dumb activity. Well, but it's not. It's kind of a necessity because you got too much stuff, kid. Well, you bought it for me. You're right. You're right. I did. And now I'm asking you to make choices. So please go make choices because I haven't, I haven't seen the floor in your bedroom in weeks. So can you just go make choices and go do the things? <laughs> I love her. She's very, she's always very instant to call me on my BS. Like this, this is not what you've been teaching me, mommy. <laughs> and I love it. I love it for her. I love it for me because she keeps me on my toes and she keeps me making sure that I understand that she understands, which is great. So that was a good moment in the last week. Not so good moment. I had a hard time self-regulating because of all the things that I had going on. And there was a lot of yelling in my house over this past weekend because I could not self-regulate because it was just so much going on. Me and my kids have had several conversations and I have apologized because, you know, mom messes up too. And it's okay for me to say, hey, I was wrong. Or I attempted to have a conversation with you guys and you guys weren't listening. And I can only have these conversations with myself for so long before I'm screaming because you guys need to hear me. And they know that. They know that I will try and I will try and I will try and then I will scream. That's just how I do things. And they know this. So there was that. And that that's really it for the weekly catch up. Like it was a hard week, you guys. I'm not even going to lie. It was it's been such a hard week between, you know, trying to find a good balance between home life and business life and failing miserably. Hence the missed week episode, um, self-regulating, which I haven't been doing very well with lately 
and, you know, just trying to maneuver through this new stage in life I'm in where my kids are getting older and I know that I should have the ability to disconnect from the house for a little bit in order to pursue other things. But I'm having a very hard time with that because my family is so used to having me at their beck and call 24-7. Working on setting boundaries with them is so hard. And I am, I'm struggling. They're struggling. We are struggling. But we're going to get there. We're going to get there. But that is it for the weekly catch up. All right, you guys, so let's talk about this week's topic. We are talking about how playing games helps me with my anxiety. Now, first and foremost, I'm not a doctor, you guys. This is just my experience with me playing games and how it helps me. I definitely suggest if you feel like you have any medical issues that need to be addressed before you try to treat yourself, you go talk to a doctor because they are going to be your first and foremost as far as getting treatment helping you get to a licensed therapist so that you can get the help that you need. I have already done all those things. This is something that me and my therapist decided was really good for me. So with that said, um, let's talk about how I use games to help my anxiety and my depression and my overwhelm because I get it all on a regular basis, you guys, and it's ridiculous. So at the core, using video games, specifically simulation games, life sims, farm sims, time management sims, gives you a level of control. It gives you a level of control. You control pretty much everything in the game. You do the task, you do all the things, right? And I understand how you would think that can not be relaxing. But let me tell you, it's so different when you're doing all the tasks at home because you don't get any sort of instant gratification when you're doing things at home, right? You just, you do the task, you move on to the next task. But with gaming, you get that instant gratification. You get the quest and the quest say, finish this and get this in return. And after you do this task, you will get this reward. And it gives you that level of comfort in the knowing. And it gives you that level of control in knowing you have control over how fast this gets done for the most part. I like farming sims, probably because I like to garden. I I don't know. But I like farming sims. Life sims are good too. But I love me a good farming sim. So... I play Stardew Valley. I play Disney Dreamlight Valley. Recently, I play Fay Farm. I love these games because they all have the crafting, farming aspects, the life sim aspects. There is, you know, some combat and mining, but not a lot, you know, not too much on that. And I can avoid it if I want to, for the most part. I can always find other ways to get the things that I need. Except for in Stardew Valley, at some point, you've got to go in the mines and and then suck at it. It's just, it is what it is. If you've seen any of my Stardew Valley playthroughs, uh, they're up on YouTube. 
I suck at going into the mines, but I love it. I love it so much. So let's talk about how, specifically how, these simulation games, live sims, farm sims, time management sims, let's talk specifically about how they help with anxiety. First, they provide a sense of accomplishment, and this is something I already touched on. When you are feeling like you're not in control and everything you do is leading to nowhere. Hi, business owners. You guys know this, this feel. Moms, you guys know this. You guys know this feel more than anybody because I swear we'd be on a hamster wheel. When you get on your game, you're on a simulation game, you have goals. You have things that you're tracking. You have measurable progress. Most games tell you if you're me like me and you're you're a completionist, like I like playing games to 100%. Like that is the best when it comes to measurable progress is 100%ing a game. Like seriously. But you know, you can, you can track that. It tells you exactly what goals you need to accomplish, what things you need to find in order to 100% the game. And you can buckle down and go through those as fast or as slow as the game allows you. And it is amazing. That is the first thing. Let me know what game gives you, what type of game gives you the biggest source of accomplishment. For me, it's always going to be a farming sim and collecting all of the fruits and vegetables, having them all planted and having had them in my pocket at one point in time. That's always my biggest sense of accomplishment in a game. I I know there's always other things, but that is my biggest one. Number two, low stress environments. Now I know like Fae Farm, have you ever been in the dungeons in Fae Farm? That shit is not for the weak. (laughs) It is not, but it's so much fun even though you die pretty consistently i still haven't made it past the second set of mines in that game because i'm not that good i i play because i enjoy not because i'm good at it uh stardew valley still haven't made it all the way through the skull caverns i haven't made it to level 100 yet like and i know there's levels beyond 100 but Level 100 is where you kind of complete it and then you can just kind of keep going. But like, still haven't done it, still haven't completed it. I'm still working on it, right? But those are not the the low stress environments that I'm talking about. But at the same time, even if you choose to enjoy going in the caves and doing combat, there's no danger and there's some consequences, but not physical life ending consequences. I mean, yeah, your character may die, but you'll respawn. You know, something goes wrong, you just start over. 
And this can be so amazing when you struggle with everything's going wrong and I can't do anything about it because everything is out of my control. Having the ability to just start over and try again, I love it. I I hope you guys love it because seriously, it's one of the best things when you're talking about controlling your anxiety, like putting yourself in a position where if things don't work out right, you can just start over. That feels great to me when I'm in the middle of an anxiety attack and everything seems to be going wrong, or I'm in the middle of a depressive episode and everything is horrible. Being able to just start over and keep going feels really good. Let me know what you consider a low stress environment when it comes to gaming. Like, like I said, I like the farming aspects. I love the farming aspects and I kind of enjoy the relationship building. It it depends on the game. Fae Farm really kind of fell short in that aspect, but Stardew Valley, top tier. Animal Crossing, amazing. Especially if you play Happy Home Paradise. Is that what it's called? HHP, Happy Home Paradise. I believe it's Happy Home Paradise because you get to connect with all of the Animal Crossing characters, all of them. And if you have amiibos, so much better. That is so much fun. It's so great. That is like top tier, low stress environment. Happy Home Paradise. Just build and decorate, build and decorate. That is it. So let me know what your idea of a low stress environment game is. Please don't come in here and say my idea of a low stress environment game is Mortal Kombat because that's not it. (laughs) I love Mortal Kombat though. That is is my go-to game when everything is wrong and I need to punch people. My go-to is Mortal Kombat for that. Number three. Playing life sim games encourages problem solving skills because in a lot of those games, it's two, three, and four part things that you have to do, find, figure out how to get to in order to complete the quest. It can give you a bit of a brain workout. It can make you work on your problem solving skills. Okay, so if this doesn't work, what about this? And if this isn't it, then what about this? Does this hint mean this? It's it's pretty great. Uh, Dreamlight Valley did a really good job at some of their riddles for you to figure out. Like, I love it. It's It, it definitely, you know, gives my brain an opportunity to work through a problem without there really being any consequences if I get it wrong, which is a definite, you know, ego boost when it comes to dealing with problems in real life. It's helpful. So helpful, you know, and I I like puzzle games. Puzzle games are my jam. So Merge threes and 
Merge threes is a big one for me right now. I play Evermerge a lot on my phone and like, I love it. Those games are so much fun to me. Puzzle games are a lot of fun. Um, and just giving my brain the opportunity to work. So what problem solving skills do you think that you have gained by playing video games? I'm sure there's quite a few. I know, you know, if your ideal of a relaxing game is uh, a first person shooter or a shooter game, a team building game like Halo or Call of Duty, like I, I'm 100% sure that you get some problem solving skills from those games. I'm not very good at those games and I don't play them very often, but it is my goal for next year to find one shooting game that I really like and get good at it. And I think it's going to be Halo or Call of Duty. Number four, the reason that I play cozy games, uh, Cozy Grove and Gross Song of Evertree. Grow Song of Evertree. Those two games promote ultimate relaxation. Also Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing is just the ultimate relax game. But you you can just relax especially like animal crossing you just relax and you play and you interact with your islanders and you decorate and you build things and it's just fun unless you're in tarantula island and then you're stressed because you keep getting bit (laughs) but when you are fully immersed in a game you are just there in the moment playing your game. You're not worried about what's going on on, in real life. You're not stressed about all the things. You're just playing your game, interacting with your characters, building things, decorating things. You're, You're relaxing. And it is just the ultimate in relaxation. I don't know about you guys, but okay, so there's this, it's not a new game, but it's a new to me game. And I call it the watermelon game because I can't pronounce the actual title of the game. But if you are on the Switch, you know the game that I'm talking about because it's been a big thing for like the last month or so. It's a puzzle game. The other day, like I said, last week was a really bad week for me. The other day I was just, I was having a day. I took the kids to Candy Cane Lane. It was a drive-through Candy Cane Lane. Uh, The fire department sets up all the fire trucks and they decorate them and different businesses come out. They hand out little toys and trinkets and candy canes and treats and piles of candy and hot chocolate and popcorn. We had so much fun. But by the end of this hour long drive through this very short parking lot, I was overwhelmed. I was overstimulated. I was done. Like I was done. So there was, there was nothing. I did not want to do anything. I did not want to be present for anything. I was done. So when we got home, I was like, okay, you guys, I really love you. I'm going to make you guys dinner real quick. 
think I made them like spaghetti or something, something super quick and easy. And I think that I'm, I'm going to bed. I am going to my room. And I went in my room and I picked up my Switch and I played the watermelon game. And I didn't get the watermelon. It's You guys, I'm going to have to stream this game or record a video of me playing this game so you understand what I'm talking about. For those who have not played, I will leave a link in the description so you know what game I'm talking about. But like, I didn't get a watermelon, but I played this game for like two freaking hours. And it's just, there's no goal except for to get a watermelon. And you're literally just, you're, you're just connecting fruit to get different fruit. And that's it. It's, a joy. It's so much fun. I had a blast. It was so much fun. So, so there's that, right? And I, I was, after playing for like two hours, I was like, ah, okay. And it was like the middle of the night. It was like 1130 at night. And it was like, okay, well, I mean, I guess I'm not doing anything else, but I'm going to play something else now because now I am just, I'm calm melted all the stress away right so that that is a thing and it's an enjoyable one at that for the most part (laughs) so let me know what is your ultimate relax game like you've had a hard day whether it be at work or with the children or both and you are overwhelmed overstimulated and you just need to unwind and de-stress. What game are you picking up? I picked up the watermelon game. And let me tell you, I do not regret it one single bit. Usually I would pick up Animal Crossing, but I haven't played Animal Crossing in months. And I'm thinking I'm going to restart my island again. So I did not pick up Animal Crossing. And the watermelon game? It's just such a simple game, such a simple game. (laughs) My seven-year-old, the seven-year-old loves that game. She likes to snuggle with me and watch me play and tell me how I messed up and how I can do better. (laughs) Cause you know, she knows best. And number five. Games are a distraction and a good one. And I love it. When you fully immerse yourself in a game, right? And it doesn't matter what the game is. In fact, I think I'm getting ready to go home and jump on the Xbox and play uh, Arkham Asylum because it's on Game Pass right now. Like when you, are fully immersed in a game, you're just, you're distracted. There's, especially if it's after the kids go to sleep, after the spouse goes to sleep, the animals are all tucked in for the night, lights are off in the house, and you're just on the couch with your drink and a snack, and you're just playing your game. Like, you get to take a break from all of the world, the real world problems that you have and just be in that game for however long you are able to. 
And that's a great feeling. That is a great feeling, especially when, if you're like me and you get overwhelmed quickly or you get overstimulated quickly, but it takes you a long time to come back down from that. Being able to, like, I'll put on my headphones in a quick minute and turn on a game. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll do it in a minute. And that's okay. It's, it's okay for you to just stop and turn on a game. If that's what helps you, that's just what helps you. What game do you play to help distract you? Now, I will say that when I'm looking for a distraction game, it's it's usually a violent one. It's it's Mortal Kombat. It's um it's injustice. It is it's a fighting game and it's violent. And you know, the newer Mortal Kombats are so bloody and ridiculous. But when I'm looking for like a fully immersed distraction game. Cozy games are great, but usually when I'm at that point where I really need to fully immerse myself in something, usually it's because I also want to punch a wall. And what better way to release that stress than punching somebody in a video game? It's healthy, in my opinion. I definitely could be wrong about that, but in my opinion, it's healthy. Because, you know, you can't go around punching walls and people. That's not healthy. But if you can get that aggression out in a video game, that that frustration out in a video game, and then distract yourself and keep going, sounds good to me. So let me know what your favorite distraction game is. And that's it. That's all of them. That's that that's my whole spiel on picking up a video game to help control your anxiety and your depression and your overwhelm and why I do it because because I do almost daily at this point. I I love my video games. They're a lot of fun. So I want to throw a little something extra in here for those who maybe don't play video games. Uh, I've mentioned this before. Mom's Game 2 started as a YouTube channel and I kind of moved into the podcasting arena and I still do YouTube videos, although I haven't in a while. I still do YouTube videos and it's something that I am working on getting back into because I thoroughly enjoy it. Uh, along with streaming and, you know, a couple of other things, but that is where it started. Of course, I'm always going to come back to the video game aspects of things. So hopefully you have learned something that makes you say, you know, maybe I need to pick up a video game. And if you have an iPad and you don't have Apple Arcade, you can get on Apple Arcade and they have all kinds of games. Cozy Grove's on there. Dreamlight Valley will be on there. By the time this episode airs, uh, Wildflowers, another great game. Hello Kitty, Island Adventures, another great game. It's a Animal Crossing-esque game, except for you have Quest. That's the one thing that I think that they really messed up on with Animal Crossing. It's just like kind of an open world sandbox game. Like you don't have a goal. You just do what you do. 
if you had quest i think that that game would be perfect hopefully the next one that they release there's quest for it let's talk about what to look for when you're talking about looking for a simulation game to help uh with your anxiety and depression and overwhelm and overstimulation and these are tips that i personally use when i am looking for video games based on what i am feeling and you know if you choose to use video games to help you distract you pull you through your hard times you will get to a point where you kind of just know what it is you need at that point in time you know so one of the biggest things that i look for when i am having a hard time mainly when i am very anxious about all the things that are going on in my life i look for a game that has clear goals and objectives so that i have a sense of accomplishment and a sense of progress all at the same time while controlling the environment that i am putting myself in so that is what i look for I try to avoid games that are extremely competitive and stressful, i.e. shooter games, Fortnite, Call of Duty, Halo. I try to avoid those games like a plague. However, I want to learn how to play them so that those games relax me too. But I don't feel like I can be in control in those environments and that kind of, it, it gives me pause. I will say that, okay? Consider games that have a calming aesthetic, bright colors, calming music, peaceful settings. Just like when you're feeling stressed out and you turn on jazz or you turn on nature sounds to kind of help calm you, look for games that have those things in them. You'd be surprised how many games have amazing soundtracks if you haven't went and listened. Stardew Valley has an amazing soundtrack. You can find it on Spotify. Amazing soundtrack. I love it. I've listened to it several times. I listen to it in the car while I'm driving because I'm a weirdo like that. People talk about listening to it with their kids to help their kids calm down and go to sleep. I listen to it by myself in the car on full blast. Like it's the newest R&B hit. Like... <laughs> But it's, it's so calming and I am an anxious driver. I don't like driving. Uh, my husband gets into a lot of accidents, not so much recently, but when we first got together, he was in a lot of accidents and it kind of fueled my driving anxiety. And so I really don't like driving that much. I'm getting better, but well, you know that's that's what i use to kind of help my anxiety either that or i'm having a full-blown 90s r&b concert in my car it's one of the two but finding something in a game that's calming and soothing for you will definitely help you with finding a game that will help you I mean, yeah. <laughs> and then the last but not least, do not be afraid to experience.
experiment and find different games. There are so many different types of simulation games out there. There is definitely going to be one. There's so many different games, period, because let's be real. It doesn't have to be a simulation game in order for it to be helpful. That's just what I use because I like the idea of having quests and finishing quests and, you know, having a mostly calm environment where I don't have to do the battling and things. So that's, that's me. So hopefully these tips in finding a video game to help you relax, find some anxiety relief. Hopefully these tips helped you. Let me know if you have any games that you suggest that I did not mention, because of course these are, you know, these are just the games that I play. But that doesn't mean that there isn't something else out there that is equally fun and stress relieving. So let me know if there are any games out there that you feel are fun and stress relieving that I did not mention. And that's it, you guys. That is the end of today's episode. So if you would like to leave a review, uh, leave some feedback, you can do that in the comment section if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Music. You can find me on social media. You can find me on Facebook, Mom's Game 2. There's a private Facebook group, Mom's Game 2, as well. There is Instagram, Mom's Game 2. TikTok, Mom's Game 2. Twitter, Mom's Game 2. YouTube, Mom's Game 2. And Twitch, Mom's Game 2. If you would like links to any of the things that I just mentioned, they are all on the website, momsgame2.com. There's also a blog, some merch, a few other things on the website. Feel free to go take a peek around, subscribe, sign up for the email list so you get notified first when new episodes are coming out, new videos are going up on YouTube, all the things. And that's it, you guys. I will talk to you next week. Bye.